Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another beautiful, fantastic episode of Gray's Academy. My name is Carmen. And my name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. Let's yes, podcast it is, but... about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best, isn't it? It's swell. You know, if you search for Grey's on iTunes, we come up. I know. We're, we're doing okay. But you know what would help is if everyone took a quick second to just give us those, those five-star ratings. And maybe even leave a review if you have an extra minute. It helps bump us up in the algorithm. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, thank you to Canada and Germany. Special shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada, we're trending in your movie and TV reviews charts, so Love thank it. you. And Germany, you just account for, like, 75% of all of our streams, so yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're doing That's, great. <laughs> Killing you, it You guys must really love uh, Ellen Pompeo and Sandra Oh and Patrick Dempsey. And, or us. Or us. I guess okay, that makes more sense. They're not on also, the show Also, we yet. got someone in Malaysia. It's really listening as well which is pretty cool there's a lot of places around the world that have popped up a lot of different it's countries crazy. It's maybe next episode crazy. we'll have a, a a better all-around understanding of where our listeners are coming from we'll just shout all of you out individually it'll be yes, great if you tell us if you like leave us a comment on instagram or message us or email us we'll definitely shout you out on the episode that would be cool because it would be cool or to know where everyone's out. listening from yeah, and if you type out a, a physical rating on either iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen, we'll make sure that that gets uh, uh, shouted out as well. For sure. Anyways. Anyways. Kelsey, shall we? Shall, we shall. Let's shall. Okay, we are at episode seven of the second season. This is the 16th episode overall. It is something to talk about was written by Stacey McKee and directed by Adam Davidson, who are both people we have heard from before. So we are just back in the Shondaland fam. This aired November 6th, 2005, to 18.13 million views. So up several million from last week. So, um, you know, it's a good time. Let's see what the Netflix synopsis said about this guy. Um, Okay. Meredith empathizes with a male patient whose medical issues capture the attention of the hospital. Derek and Addison begin marriage counseling. Pretty accurate. Yes, and I'm glad I didn't read that. I I have to really work on not looking at the synopsis when they come up. Netflix doesn't make it easy. No, and it's hard, but I do a pretty good job at it. But I was actually, I'm glad I didn't read that because I would have been less surprised when I actually saw them in the marriage counseling. So I yeah. really enjoyed that pleasant surprise. Crazy. So much craziness. It's I watched like the most recent episode of Grey's this week because I was really behind. So I was trying to get caught up and I was like, this is very different <laughs> from <laughs> what I'm currently experiencing in season two. Talk about whiplash. I mean, I you're going from... I was from... like, wait, what episode is what? What should I say? Well, Who do you know? I was... <laughs> it just asked me the same question today while I was watching this. And she goes, so what have you seen? And I was like, just assume I haven't seen it and <laughs> watch along. Uh, and I was like, literally just, just this episode is the first episode we're dealing with the aftermath of, of, of Derek choosing... Uh, was that your mouth? 
Oh, what? that's your stand. Yeah, I thought, the I was like, did you stand? I'm trying to adjust it. Sorry. Did you fart or did you burp or what did you no, do? I'm trying to uh, adjust it. It's like. <laughs> uh, but I was like, yeah, this is the first episode we're dealing with the fallout of Derek choosing Addison over Meredith, and she's like, okay, okay, I'm just gonna have to watch because it's all blurred together. She's on season five. Good for her. I'm surprised she's, an she's animal. not further. I am surprised she's even watching it all. I'm not. It's very dramatic. It's right up her alley. She loves this stuff. It's true. It's true. She's text. She was just texting me about it. So she's upstairs watching season five currently while we're while you're downstairs talking about season two. Perfect. Someday I'll catch up. Uh, <laughs> she day. did. She did. Spoiler free. Tell me uh, to to be ready for. S- uh, episode 17 of season two. I don't know what's happening there, but she said to be ready for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she also spoiled that a Gilmore Girls character will eventually be in the show. And I'm a hoping Gilmore it Girls is... actor. Right, a Gilmore not Girls character. actor. It's really not a spoiler to say that actors are on the show. It's only a spoiler if, if it was a character and it was a crossover. That would be a spoiler. <laughs> I just hope that it is the Luke Steiner. He's my favorite character. Okay. We'll see if that happens. Country artist and restaurant owner Luke Steiner. Not his name. Okay, so let's watch the episode. All right, recap. George and Alex in the elevator. Alex and Izzy's bad date. Christina and Burke being a couple. Wait, Derek do you want me to talk Addison. about the song yet? Oh, right. I forgot about that. Go ahead. <laughs> talk about the song. Uh, so the critically acclaimed greatest song of all time, something to talk about. Just kidding. No one's ever said that. Uh it's just it's not, okay. But people, everyone knows it, though. Well, not everyone. I, a lot of people I, know it. I didn't know it. You I don't never know. Heard this. Let's give them something to talk about. No, You've never I heard don't. that. You're a no, psychopath. My, okay. You know what? I didn't l- grow up living in Tennessee where this Is was all they played on country? the radio. It's pretty it's, country. I don't think it's that country. I think also, it's pretty country. it's been covered by, like, everyone. Yeah, other country artists. No. I will say, speaking of country, so I discovered, I don't, did you see on my Instagram page, my I discovered a Hannah Montana song? Yes. Yeah, so I've been really, really into uh, He Could Be the One from Hannah Montana. Anyways, I don't understand I how you found that. It's not important. It was <laughs> music playing in the background on Instagram reels, and I've been uh, a- addicted to Instagram reels because I don't have TikTok. You can get lost did in have, them. I just as easily, 100%. I'm screwed. Okay, uh, Bonnie Raitt, Riot? Mm -hmm. Raitt. Okay, perfect. Uh, So something to talk about was actually not written uh, by Bonnie Raitt. It was uh, written by a Canadian singer-songwriter, Shirley Eichard, and it was recorded by Bonnie Raitt. Uh, But it was off of the album Luck of the Draw, and it was released to the U.S. radio station on uh, June 3rd, 1991. Uh, not a ton of critical acclaim. It reached uh, as high as number five on the U.S. Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. Not uh, anything pornographic. It's just a particular uh, sub-thread of music genres. Uh, it reached number 12 on the rock uh, track charts and then number five on the Hot 100. It did get as high as number three on the singles chart in New Zealand, which was pretty darn cool. Uh, and then also Canada because it was from a uh, originally a Canadian singer-songwriter. So... Uh, uh, apparently, it's been covered by uh, a lot of people. I don't see any uh, notable covers, uh, cover artists here. But if you know of any of them, please uh, reach out to us on Instagram or social media and let us know which one of them is your favorite. Uh, but uh, it it 
did win, uh, uh, Rate did actually win a Grammy Award for a Best uh, Female Pop Vocal Performance in the pop. Grammy Awards for 1992. Interesting. Interesting yeah. that it's pop and not country. Yeah, I also, when I was first reading that, I thought, okay, that's that's weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if it was for that exact one, but it, it, I, would, I would assume so because it was released the year before, and that's uh, the Grammy season that it would have been in. But, uh, anyways, that is something to talk about. My uh, If I'm going to the... Uh, lyrics specifically, the line, literally the first line. So last two songs, uh, the first line, people are talking about people. I hear them whisper. You don't believe it. Uh, they think we're lovers, kept under covers, so just ignore it, but they keep saying, you know, they're, they're talking, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty much the entire episode. Yeah. And then even going back to that Alanis Morissette uh, last week, the first two lines, it's like, okay, cool. This is literally the entire episode. Yeah. They did a better Netflix synopsis than Netflix. Anyways. Truly. I'm it. I, that's it. I'm done. That's that's my song uh, recap for the week. Fun. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Can't believe you don't know that song. Um, I know it now. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay, I already recapped for us. So... Anything you wanted to note about the recap? Uh, so, no, I had nothing that I wanted to. Yeah, it wasn't to really anything it. crazy. Reminders, you know, like no one's coming back from the dead or anything. So, um, okay, so we start with Meredith getting ready, driving to work, and then we're in the locker room, and other interns we've never seen before are in there talking shit. Yeah, and she can hear stupid. them. Stupid. <sighs> so. The one girl, the the blonde girl, when she's like, uh, what does she say? His hair is good, but no one's that perfect. And I was yeah. like, uh, don't ba- don't bash my boy, okay? Don't bash the good hair club lady, whoever you are, fucking blonde intern lady. I like the guy that was like, I feel bad for her. It's so sad. I was like, oh, you're sweet. It's she can't so hear you. Though. Sad. Yeah, <laughs> and she's just sitting there, just completely stonewalled faced. Yeah. Stone face walled? I don't know. Stone faced. Um, and then uh, we see that Derek and Addison are in the couples therapy. And they're not having a good time. <laughs> is it is it weird that I envision if you and Michael or me and Jessica were ever in couples counseling that it's exactly how that would go? Just ev- like just screaming the whole time and then the person being like, okay, good job. Time's up. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. But like... They they both want something so firm, and neither of them are willing to compromise. Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, jumping ahead uh, to the end of the episode, it's it's very different because they both it's a complete agree. 180. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you said you were surprised to see that they went to couples therapy. Yeah, I I didn't think that that would happen. To be completely honest, uh, I know that there's a lot of damage just in general Mm -hmm. uh from Derek's point of view because of the sleeping with the best friend right particular you know in particular uh so that made sense it didn't really under I didn't really understand why Addison was so upset in couples counseling uh because she's the one who had the affair but it makes sense 
it is interesting though why she was so resilient to moving to Seattle. And then the line that she said that I had to write down was, uh, "You're a flannel wearing wood chopping fisherman <laughs> now." And I was like, oh, "That's so good. It's so funny." I like that she was like, "If you want me to move across the country, you have to give up your girlfriend." I was like, "Well, that does seem fair." <laughs> the the not talking to her at all though seemed yeah. a bit excessive. Yeah. But like. I understand his argument of I work to get with her, but also I understand her side because he's like so against it that it's like, okay, is it just about work or is it like also about you being in love with her? Well, it also, it's like, I I don't understand why she would put that expectation on him. It's setting him up for failure. Yeah. Because he physically is her boss. Yeah. So and I, she knows that. I feel like there's a way for him to be like, I will not talk to her outside of what is required of us at work. And I will only talk to her about work things like, you know, and I won't go in an on-call room with her and have naked talks. Not alone, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also won't have sex with her. Yeah. I think with Addison being upset, it's more along the lines of probably frustration because he's like, Oh, I'm going to forgive you, but like, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm still going to be mad and like not love you, but I am going to keep being your husband. So I would understand her frustration with that. And then also there's stuff that they kind of allude to that happened before the affair, which is not to say that like, it's his fault that she cheated because it's never like the other person's fault, but it's also in my opinion, never just like one person's like, I don't, I, I'm not going to say never because I'm sure it does exist, but I don't think there's a lot of people that are like in a perfect marriage that are like, I'm going to go have an affair now. Like there's other things that she probably also needs to deal with. And instead of dealing with those, she slept with his best friend. So now she's probably wanting to deal with those, but he can't get past the affair part. So it's just messy. Yeah. It's, I wish they would have shown more leading up to that, mm-hmm. ex- except it's just a small argument. And then the, the psychiatrist going, yeah, you're done. Buzzer. Okay, bye-bye. Time's up. Uh, also, did you ever watch the TV show Suits? I did not. So it's an, it's a show, another USA, USA Network show. Yep. <laughs> but Catherine Heigl is in the last two and a half or three seasons. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because in that show, one of the main characters, Lewis Litt, has a psychologist. And you get to see a lot of their interactions. I don't know a lot of TV shows that put uh, the psychologist into one of the main characters, right? Mm-hmm. But every time I see that kind of uh, psychological interaction, I was, like, in this couple counseling, I was hoping for more of the psychologist to say, hey, like, no, like this is this is wrong. This is right. Or hey, I understand what you're feeling. And try to actually help solve those problems and initiate those conversations. But we don't see that in either well, of their interactions. Typically, in, in therapy, you're not. If you have a good therapist, they're not going to say this is wrong and this is right. No, but you mean <laughs> like I I mean more so like actually say like hey, this is the right path. Or hey, this is not where you should be focusing your energy. That's what yeah, I meant to say. Yeah, not that's, you're wrong. Yes. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. But again, a lot of it is like, they'll be like, 
what do you think? How does that make you feel? It's a lot of question leading based with questions, not a lot of statements, if that makes sense. They need more statements, in my opinion. Mm, that's <laughs> not really the point of therapy. Well, then I don't I don't want to go to a therapist then. I, want I know them to... you don't, but you should. <laughs> I'm healed. Okay. Anyways, moving on. What happens next? Okay. Um, oh, is it the Izzy, Christina, and George are talking, and they're like, she's like a zoo exhibit. Everyone's, she's like that rare panda. And then Izzy's like, don't say that. That panda died alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, well, you know, not incorrect. Everyone is very involved in their business, which we've mentioned before that, like, you know, they're not super discreet when they're walking around the halls. And it's kind of nice that that finally comes to, to a head and there's actually some repercussions of just going about your business in front of everybody. I was going to say, I don't remember actually being shown the gossip on screen in the past. No, but remember there's at some point, Meredith says something to Bailey about it being her business. And Bailey goes, this whole hospital knows your business. So, Yeah, but we never actually see that happen in real life. This is the first time I think we actually see people talking about it. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like one of those things where it would just come out like you got to think about every job you ever worked at and how everyone that's that's all anyone's doing is they're either doing their work or they're gossiping because <laughs> you know no one ever grows up everyone says oh when you're out of middle school when you're out of high school it'll be better but they're just lying it's never better <laughs> we're all the same we're just older <laughs> yeah we know how to be more mean yep more pointed in our in our rumors and our gossips. Yeah, especially anyone who's worked at Disney. Ugh, don't even get me started. <laughs> um, so then Meredith comes and she's like walking with Christina and Izzy and she truly looks like a zombie. Like she is out of it. She is just not... I don't know how anyone would look at that and be like, let's let her practice medicine. That's a good idea. Oh, she's a completely disheveled monster. Yeah, she's just like, I mean, there's nothing on her face that even remotely looks like she's aware of where she is. So it's kind or of professional. Unsettling. Yeah. Um, so then they're saying like, oh, don't get assigned to a case. We have something really good. We need you to come with us. And um, so that's our little. At this point, I thought it was a male stripper. <laughs> um, oh, and no, I do want to say when. Izzy's like, have you gone mental? And Christina's like, you can't just ask her that. <laughs> um, Meredith, she did say mental? no, I have not gone mental, though. <laughs> yes, that's true. So then we meet our first patient, which is Kimberly Griswold, which is the mean heart surgery lady. The bitter She's old a dumb negative bitch. heart surgery lady. And they Burke asks Christina a question, and she says, I don't know. And everyone in the room is like, what is happening? <laughs> like how is that have like there's no way this is real like everyone's face is in just utter disbelief that Christina would say I don't know to the to a question <coughs> excuse me and so um he goes to ask Izzy who also says she doesn't know Meredith tries to answer and they're like don't let her 
Then Alex tries to answer and he says no and, and has George answer. So George gets a little, you know, shining moment with Burke, which obviously I think reflects on the, the heart surgery and the elevator success situation. Well, he refers to him multiple times. He goes, you're, you're my boy, O'Malley. And I'm like, oh. yeah. And that sticks around. You're my around. guy. You're my that guy. That sticks around. Yeah. So that's kind of the beginning of their like mentor mentee situation. And we'll see that continue to grow. Um, as oh, really? We move forward. I mean, we'll see what happens. No, you can't. No, stop it. You just you just spoiled something, and now we're backtracking. But that's okay. It. It's not a you spoiler. spoiled it all. He I said wanted it to be four surprised. times. No, no. You think it would end it. after this? Yes. Why? Because he's an idiot. Who's an idiot? George. Well, Burke's trying to fix that. Well, he's got a he's hope I hope this is an 18 season thing because he's not getting off the hook that easy. Um Also, I'm sorry if your favorite character is George and you're listening to this podcast. I'm, we have not I'm been not kind sorry. to George. I mean, I'm sorry for the things that we say, but I'm not sorry for meaning them. I I if you if your favorite character is George, I don't feel like you've rewatched this very recently. <laughs> You're looking at the past through rose-colored glasses, and it's not cute. <laughs> it's not real. It's not what happened. Um, oh, Alex was late, but he won't say why. Bailey is annoyed. She yells at Christina and Izzy, and she's like, why don't you go and learn how to not embarrass me? <laughs> um, so then we meet the guy that they stole from the psych ward, who is a pregnant man. And then we which, get the intro, which was six minutes. Go ahead. Uh, that was crazy. Yes. That was definitely, I wrote, that dude is pregnant with a lot of exclamation points and yeah. question marks. But yeah, six minutes in, uh, I didn't feel like that was as intense as some of our op- other openings. No, we didn't. We only met a couple patients and we didn't get like, you know, super crazy with anything. Kind of just like the the hospital gossip situation more than anything else um so yeah um so we got the intro what did you think of when you first saw the pregnant man did you think he was pregnant or did you think what did you think at at first i thought it might have been uh, a transgender man mm-hmm. uh who had never gotten like the the reconstructive surgeries or something and and was pregnant mm-hmm. uh but uh, I didn't think that it would just give birth to, like, a Cronenberg alien at the end of the episode. Yes, it was unsettling. And then they wanted to destroy it, which makes sense. But yeah. I guess there could be a lot that you could learn to study from that. But weird. So, yeah, they're doing the exam and there's like, okay, it's not just fluid. There's lit- There's something in here that's causing this. It's not just like a buildup of fluid, which I guess when they say... Um, hysterical pregnancy i think it's like a typically just fluid in the abdomen not anything like solid like his teratoma um then the nurse comes in christina's super rude and the nurse is like you can see it in her face she's like oh i'm gonna be a sassy person now (laughs) to you oh as soon as i saw that scene i was like something's going to go down. You don't, you do not fuck. I've seen a lot of medical shows. You do not fuck with the nurses. Yes. Um, Meredith is they they got to, they realize they didn't have the chart. So they have to go to psych to steal the chart. So Meredith is like flirting 
with the psych guy so that Izzy and Christina can sneak in behind him and steal the chart. I love it when she's he's like, what's my name? And Meredith goes to look and he like covers his name bad. She's like, hmm, you don't know me. I just think his face when he does that is funny. And then she's like, oh, we don't need names. And I was like, you're <laughs> stupid. What a goes, typical. Oh, I thought you only talked to attendings. Yikes. Yeah. Savage. Um, okay. So then we meet the patient, Nicole, who is the, the younger girl with her parents. And she's in the wheelchair. And she and for sure has the hots for Alex. Well, yes, for sure. Also, this girl, when she grows up several years later, was in a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy. So <laughs> that's it. That was the spoiler. Nice. Um, so Derek's, they're there for a surgery for her pain. But Derek's like, oh, I can do this really, this other like really thorough surgery and help with a lot of other issues like her bladder and like get her where she doesn't have to have like a colonoscopy bag and like have like a more normal life. You mean a colostomy bag? What, what did I say? A colonoscopy bag. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to let it ride, but I was like, you know what? There are doctors that listen to this show. I can't let this stand. Um, Yes. A colostomy bag. I watched the newest episode of, and just like that and they said colonoscopy like six times in it <laughs> that's so funny yeah give me give me one of those colonoscopy bags <laughs> yikes oh that was funny that's peak kelsey i love that that's peak sleepy times <laughs> <laughs> nice uh. catch though i didn't even realize i said that um okay so then um the mom's super against it she's like i don't understand why are you like this is the definition of helicopter mom like they oh, yeah. have like it's uh, it's a lot um and Derek kind of pulls Alex aside and is like take her to get these labs but also just kind of keep her with you after that just kind of separate her you don't have to convince her to do anything but just like let her think about it without the mom like whispering no in her ear the whole time which you know ultimately ended up being a good call but was fun to watch it was a good it was a good episode for Alex, just in general, even all the way to the last scene. Yeah. Uh, but it was... It's interesting because there are times where you know Alex is like, I don't give a fuck about you, yeah. but also I do care deeply about you because you're my patient. And he seamlessly teetered that line throughout the episode, so kudos to the the actor whose name is... Justin Chambers. Justin Chambers. Uh great acting in this episode overall, but uh, it's funny because there are a couple of times that the parents were saying things that I was like, you know what? I really want Kelsey's opinion on that. I, um, I had a similar note that I was like, they do a really good job in a lot of episodes, but in this one specifically of simultaneously making Alex a jerk, but also likable or charming, like at the same time, it's kind of, it's just impressive because sometimes with characters, they they try to do that and it is unsuccessful. So it's um it's nice to see it work out because it's very like I think it works for his character really well. In my opinion. It also it's a fine line because <laughs> people who are not well written that you try to make look like a jerk and also charming or uh empathetic, they just look bipolar. And Alex yeah. doesn't give me that vibe. Yeah, his is just more sincere. Yes, very much so. 
Um, okay, so then we go back to the heart lady, and she is just complaining about literally every single thing that a person could possibly complain about. The water's warm. That's not I where I want her. you to put my bag. She She's not likable. And it, it just makes you question, like, the relationship between her and the husband. You're like, what is... Why? <laughs> oh, the husband in this episode is the complete MVP. Yeah, <laughs> he's my yeah. favorite character from this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good time for him, um, for sure. So it's just. Uh... I even wrote though when she's like when she said so she was complaining about the the room being too dark, the water being too warm, and he had ice an ice tray. The guy had a cooler that he started scooping out ice cubes for her. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. What a complainer. I hate her. Yeah. Um, so then we get the first instance of Burke and O'Malley and him being like, oh, you're my guy. And then George misreads that to we're best friends. So now please talk to me about my relationship. So Burke gets mad. So he just because George just puts his foot right in his mouth, just yeah. back to back to the standard George bullshit. He's just an idiot. Like, yeah, l- let me know when you've learned how to talk to people, please. Yeah, because then I might like you. Um, Derek tries to talk to Meredith, but is he and Christina? <laughs> just, no, and just walk her away. That is the first time in this episode that I put laugh emojis in, and I put a yeah. lot of them. I died when I saw that. That was, was so really funny. Because <laughs> Meredith does, like, she's still kind of in zombie mode, so she's just kind of glaring, like, weird out of it. And they're just like, no, and they keep walking with her. They 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 grab her arm and arm, and they, like, wisp her away. And that was, that was I think, the funniest thing about that scene is you could tell. She's like, ah, if they weren't here, I would have talked to you. And they just, nope. Yeah. Um, so then, wait. Alec, pause. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you, r- r- I just reminded of. I was reminded of something in this episode. So in the scene where they're they're uh, making like they don't know the answer and yes, they're leaving the room and Christina like tiptoes and she makes that stupid little grin face. Yeah. All I could think of. Oh, I'm sorry, Kelsey. Are you starring in Grey's Anatomy now? <laughs> There's a reason she's my favorite. I literally was like, you make that face, you tiptoe around, you do the little doot-doot-doot thing. (laughs) I had to, anyone listening to this, if you want to know what Kelsey's like outside of this podcast, just watch (laughs) that particular scene on repeat. And as Sandra O just tiptoes out and she's like, doop, 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 doop. And she's got that little smirk on her face because she knows they're about to go see a fucking pregnant man patient. That is Kelsey in one screen shot right there. <laughs> so true. Um, so then Alex like chases Izzy down because he's basically going to ask her to take the, the wheelchair bound patient for the day because she's better with people, which she is, but it's not her patient. It's not her job. He needs to back off. And she fucking drags him like she is over it. She's over all the bullshit. She just lays it all out. She's like, I did this. I was like, it was, you were constantly so great to me and then you weren't great. And then you treated me like shit. And then you didn't even kiss me good night. And I'm just done trying to be your friend. Like you only talk to me when you want something and I'm over it. And bye. Yeah. She says that, uh, she calls him a coward. Mm-hmm. Uh, no to your favor. No to you. 
mm-hmm. and all right in front of this patient. Yep. Which, and then the girl goes, wow, she's really mad at you. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> nice read. Thanks, how'd Captain you, Obvious. How'd you pick up on that one? Uh, I actually was nervous at this point because I, I knew that I had a feeling that they were going to get the surgery done, but I thought it was going to be on uh, Derek convincing the parents at this point because I thought there's no way that this patient sees any credibility for Alex at all. Yeah. Because I thought that Izzy just completely scorched the earth around <laughs> him and he was just dust at this point. Yeah. She did. It was She did a good job. It was a good, it was a good drag, in my opinion. It was a great uh, one. Yeah, and then, okay, so the pregnant man is, like, they're kind of arguing whether or not he's really pregnant, like, what's going on. He had his wife bring a pregnancy test so that he can prove to them that he is, quote-unquote, pregnant. So he takes it. They're all arguing, and he ta- he's taking the test, and um, it's positive. <laughs> so... That's when Bailey says, like, okay, well, now he's a surgical patient. He's not a psych patient anymore. And they take him officially away from psych. But also when the psych guy is there and they're arguing about it, he just straight up smacks that man's stomach. Oh, yeah. I was like, there's no way in any world that this is okay. He just, and I even I said, he slapped his tummy. <laughs> he did. He was just like, psych, and just like smacks <laughs> his tummy. <laughs> It's so stupid. And he did it. He didn't even like, he, it was like a, it was like a yes, smack in a girl's like, butt. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it was like very pointed. It was really, it was um, bold, <laughs> just, a bold I'm move. It. I feel like I want to just watch that scene live on this podcast right now again. Uh, yeah, it's so um, funny. Good stuff. Okay. So the test is positive. And then the next scene is like when we, the first scene where like everyone's coming in to look, there's people taking pictures. People are like, oh my God, wow, what is this? Like, it's no longer a secret. Sorry, I have to. Well, no, you're good. It was also at this point, once people started rolling in and, and the wife was there too, yeah. I had to do a double take because I, I thought for a moment that the wife and the husband were played by the same person. <laughs> <laughs> they look similar, don't they? I don't think so. With a couple of facial prosthetics, you're telling me that that can't be the same actor? Well, that's true of everybody. No, no one could play me. Mm, I could think of some people. Patrick Dempsey? No. Chris Pratt? Yeah. The guy who, Derek Teller? I don't know who that one is. Uh, Who's his wife? Maybe she doesn't show up on IMDb because it's the same person. No, she's right here. So they're two different actors. Yes. One is a okay. woman and one is a man. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Cool. Very progressive. <laughs> um, so, yes, she's not the same person as he is. But while we're on this, why don't we go ahead and do Living in Shondaland? Living in Shondaland! Let me get down here to it. Okay, so... um. Elaine Kagan, who was the heart patient bitch. Yeah, hater. Um, she was in one episode of Private Practice. Tyrese Allen, who was the um, therapist in the couples counseling. He was in an episode of Scandal. Kathy Lynn Hayes, who is the sassy nurse, was in an episode of Scandal. And Carrie Carney, who was the blonde intern that said, 
have you seen his hair? No one's that perfect is also in one episode of scandal. <laughs> yeah. She's my least favorite person on this show right now. <laughs> really? Or yes. Is George? Uh, oh, I don't know. George is an idiot, but no one's ever attacked Patrick Dempsey's hair. She's not. She's saying it's good. I mistook that. I thought she's she was saying taking- his hair is so good that there has to be something else wrong with him. She says, have you seen his hair? No one is that perfect. Okay, well, yeah, it's then it's George then, for sure. George is the worst person on the show. She's redeemed herself. Thank you, Kelsey, for redeeming blonde person. Do you not understand the English language when people speak? Why would you tell me that sort of sentence statement without asking me a question? Okay, cool. So then <laughs> um, Addison comes in and confirms that he is, in fact, not pregnant. It's not a baby in there, but there is something in there. But good news, you know, it's not a baby, so... Then Although he's it like, does have like things, it's got like and hair. Ugh, <laughs> ugh, weird. Um, so I loved it when he's like, "What are what are these like? What is what are the pictures for?" And they're like, "Oh, medical journals, articles, annual banquet highlight reels." And then they lean in and take a picture with him. <laughs> that was a nice, nice haha moment for me. A mick chuckle. McChuckle. Um, and it was this scene where the page goes off, right? And and Bailey sees uh, yeah, Christina this is getting the a page. First, yeah, that's what I have. Is This is the first scene where there's Christina's pagers going off, and she's trying to ignore it. And Bailey's like, no, no, you don't ignore pages. And that's when the nurse hands her a bunch of gross things, like enemas and explosive diarrhea and vomit and enemas and <laughs> gross things it was at that moment that i said oh damn nurse debbie's a bitch no not really no, no. christina started nurse it. debbie is justified no no she is nurse but I'm, debbie like, might be what we call petty she's petty vengeful, but like but earned. that's but like a bitch in a good way i'm like damn you're a petty bitch like in a yeah. good way <laughs> Listen, Christina deserved it. She was an yeah. asshole. Yeah, for sure. What did she say when I need a if bedpan change? I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not nice. I just love you. She's like, oh, you do that, doctor. I was like, oh, you you fucked it up. Yeah, you you don't fuck with nurses. <laughs> yes. Um and then Derek is explaining the surgery like the pros to the surgery he wants to do to the parents and the dad is like really listening and, and taking it. And he's like, okay, like that, you know, that would be great. Blah, blah, all this stuff. And the mom's like, why, why would we do that? I don't want to do that. Where is she? Why is it taking so long? And the dad's like, she can be away from you for more than 20 minutes. Like, it'll be fine. And she's like, no, no, it won't be fine. It's not okay. I hate it. I'm like, it's a lot. So this is the part where I wrote down where I wanted to discuss this with you. Okay. Being as you are, a mother to a daughter mm-hmm. and I'm a father to a daughter. It's true. Uh, what, what do you think would go through your head? Like you got to think it, 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 I'm, I'm getting the idea that this is their only child. It is. They, she says that she did say that. Okay. I must've missed that part. And it's, I can't imagine in a world, even my only child where I want them to not be able to try to recover in some of those ways and live a more normal life. Right. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have them be dependent on me my entire yeah. life. That's not fair to me, let alone fair to them. What What were your thoughts? I mean, I think if you think, you know, back to 2005 where 
this surgery may have been seen more as like radical and like maybe the mom is concerned about the safety and like is something happening which if that's the argument i understand it like just not wanting to be under a more serious surgery because like obviously you have more risks with things like that but also you have to think this kid is like 17 or 18 and the mom has spent her entire life being like her sole caregiver so i do kind of understand the thought process of well what am i going to do if i'm not taking care of her anymore but I do agree with like wanting what's best for the child as long as that's what the child also wants. Yeah, it it definitely I'm I'm sure it would give a little bit of like an existential crisis to the mother yeah, and I, for I, sure. I I get that point of view. But still like I'm not I saying that I, would make like I'm not saying like make a kid sick so that you have something to no, do. I'm just saying I, no. I think that could subconsciously be a thought process that she's having. Yeah, we don't want any Munchausen syndrome up in here. No, you know what I'm you. saying? Um, uh, throwback. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's interesting. This is a conversation that Jessica and I have had uh, just in general where it's it's tough because being a parent is so much of a responsibility. But there are people out there who the second they have kids, that's their whole identity, right? Like, yeah okay, what did you do before this? Like, what do you do after this? What what other parts of your personality do you have? And I feel like this is an example of where the mom, being this caretaker, being a mom full-time, this became her identity, and I feel like it's more so for her losing out on who she feels like she would be if she has no one to take care of. Yeah. I agree. Not speaking from motherly experience, but, you know. Yeah, I think it's really more just, like, about the fact that it's, you know, if the kid is a lot younger and that option is offered, it's maybe would have react. She maybe would have reacted differently. But at this point, you know, it's been 18 years and, like, that's her whole life. And that's all she knows. And she's probably just so protective because so many things have gone, like, made her life, her daughter's life difficult. And she just wants to, like, protect her and not let anything else happen to her. So I do kind of understand that thought process of just like wanting to, to protect her from the world, but also like, you know, you have to decide what risks are worth taking to like and quality of life and everything. But again, yeah. when the kid is that old, it's like, <laughs> you want to include them in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Completely agree. Well, I'm glad we had a chance to discuss that. I wrote uh, let us discuss and, <laughs> okay. and we have discussed. All right. Um, so then the heart patient is not nice, but the husband is. And George talks to him and he's just a normal, nice man. And then he says, the, oh, it's right there in the vows, sickness and in health. Like, you know, they said she was going to die five years ago. And here we are. Or no, I don't think it may have been longer than that, but she's had ten like years. Five, it was ten years. five open heart surgeries. That's what it is. Yeah. So, you know, he's a saint. He's going... He for now <laughs> yes <laughs> i did not see that coming I by the way it's so funny i love it so much oh gosh it's so um, funny that that scene oh it's so good two yeah. the both scenes the two scenes really the three scenes there are three <laughs> scenes that are so all good all the scenes the whole all episode. the scenes good, good times it's a good episode yeah yeah um okay so they're all eating lunch together and alex brings his patient over um Izzy is bitter and angry at Alex, as we have seen. 
um they're talking to the girl she's like oh i'm homeschooled it's so cool it's a cafeteria and then she asks if they're the cool kids because everyone's talking about them <laughs> yikes they're well, not. she also, as they pull up, they're like, hi, I'm Alex's charity case. And, and uh, Christine was like, yeah, I like her already. Yeah. Um, but that's another one of those moments I like because it's just all of them together shooting the shit and having a good time. I like it. Um, okay, so then we go see the scans for the pregnant man, and there is teeth on the growth because your body produces teeth. Apparently. Um, Christina is getting more pages with gross things, more vomit and diarrhea and gross things. Um, so Christina goes to Burke because she, at this point, she thinks Bailey is doing it because she has found out that she's with Burke. And so she's panicking. She's telling Burke that Bailey knows. And Burke's like, we have to tell the chief because we want him to hear it from us and not from someone else. And Christina is so, she's like terrified of this idea. She hates it. She doesn't want the way that the chief lo- or anyone else like to look at her differently and think that that's the only reason she's a good at her job, which I understand, but I also understand where Burke is coming from. Well, it also, in this particular scenario, it makes more sense for Burke to want to disclose that than Christina, honestly. And, and this is just my perspective. Burke is higher up on that organizational ladder. He's yes, got exactly. more to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus, it's, he's watching what has they've they're watching what has just occurred with Derek and Meredith, which is right. again defensible for why both of them are on the side that they're on. Yeah, and I don't know. Do you think it 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 says more poor things for Burke that he's sleeping with his res his uh uh intern, or is it more Christina for sleeping with the boss? Like what? Well, because they've speak? like gone out of their way to, to establish it as a relationship, I don't think it really is negative towards either of them. And coming clean about it to the chief or that early on just legitimizes it that much more, in my opinion, to be like, it's not some sordid affair. It's not some, you know, taking advantage of or trying to get ahead situation. Like they're just actually in a relationship. And that's, I think that's what the appropriate action would be in that scenario to be like, this is the situation. Like if you, as our boss and the head of this organization, like need to make organizational changes, like not have us work together as much or whatever, that's your call. But we want to present you with the information so that you hear it from us. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you should never, ever be involved with anyone that you work with (laughs) ever, because it never ends up in marriage or happiness or children ever, ever. Don't dip your <laughs> pin in the company ink. Oh, goodness I did gracious. Though. Yeah, it's but it worked Everything's out perfect. Fine. You're, you're the exception to the rule. That's so true. Um, oh, where am I? Okay, so then <laughs> the heart lady is still being the worst. And then <laughs> the guy stands up for George and is like, he's just doing his job. And she is like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> Did you have a? Did you have your own thought in my general direction? How dare you? And yeah, so then what a just, bitch! He just like rips her a new butthole, and just like screams at her to the point where it gives her a heart attack. So that's fun. So <laughs> I watched this scene with Jessica, and I paused it and I rewatched it like four times, and I was like, Jess, I love you so much. 
But this would but. be us. You would be really, really mean about something and push until I have a breaking point, and then you would have a heart attack, and I'm the victim. <laughs> or that, then you'd be the victim, and I'd be the one who had to feel guilty about it. And she's just laughing, dying, laughing, listening to that. Because I, it's not 100% true. We would never be in that scenario. We wouldn't be that miserable. But, like, it's just so funny because you learn later more about this guy's thought process in, in the episode later on down the line. But I wrote this whole sequence that he said down. I said, you complain to me, about me, around me, all day, every day. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a shitty way to live. It's funny because... You and Jessica don't always fight the same way, but sometimes you do where you're like trying to move on and she's trying to not let you. And then when you finally do start having the fight, she's like, whoa, why are you so upset? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what she does. You're not laughing all because... the time. Not all of the time. <laughs> sometimes that happens. I've Our seen biggest it with fights. my own eyeballs. Our biggest fights are when she will 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 be will be a disagreement about whatever. And then I will say, you know what, Jessica? You're right. I'm sorry. And then she won't drop it. And then because she won't drop it, I'm like, okay, fucking fine. You want to argue? Let's argue. And then she'll be like, yeah, whoa. Why are you so mad? Why are you saying such hurtful things? And then I'm the one who's the a-hole. No, she, yeah, she'll like go to 100. And then when you get up to 100, she'll drop back down to 10 and be like, whoa, 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 buddy. I am. Why would you ever? Why? <laughs> But it's this not lady, always obviously, the case. And no. I I have also for sure done the same thing. <laughs> no, we all have. We all have. Yeah. It's, we're, but we're yes, all... we're definitely not like these people like beating the other person down on a five second basis, like just all the time, like making their life living hell. What was the other episode that we had a really, really just, oh, it was the, the, the mom and dad with the, the... girl and... And she was like, oh, you put on weight, like the college weight or whatever. Oh, and then by the yeah. end of the episode, the dad was like, this is your fault. And she's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> she's like, why would you say that? That's so mean. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. Where's this coming from? Is it coming from what? like 30 years of a terrible marriage? <laughs> <laughs> is this because I cheated on you 100 times? What? I don't is it know. Because I just tell you all the time that you're a piece of shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> the room is too dark. Anyways, it's fine. <laughs> Um, so anyways, she has to be rushed into surgery because her husband gave her a heart attack. And, uh, yeah, that's the good stuff. Um, and that scene will come later. <laughs> and then, uh, they're explaining to the pregnant man what's going on, like that he has this really rare thing and, um, that's why all the people are there and the, they, what they're going to do. And Meredith goes, kind of pulls Bailey aside and she's like, all these people are making them like nervous, like we're not really like they don't understand what's happening. And there's a thousand people in here, like pointing and staring at them, which would be unsettling if you were in that situation for sure. Cause they, they say, you know, like all of this doctor talk like goes over our heads. So they don't really know what's being said. So it, you know, a lot of medical terms sound scary, even if they're not. Oh so. yeah. It doesn't help that the room was crowded with people constantly just taking pictures and videoing and yeah. filming and sometimes people weren't, it wasn't even for official photography at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, no, no. They're their just, phones. like, on their phones, yeah. Um, their old 2005 fucking phones. Flip phones. Uh, and there's a lot of, like, oh, they're talking about them, but right in front of them. And I'm like, y'all, that's rude. 
you can talk to them. Um, okay, so then we have the Addison and Derek scene where they meet for lunch to like talk about what they're gonna do, and it's cute, in my opinion. <laughs> I think they're cute. It's it's cute. I. They obviously have issues. I still think they're kind of cute. Like they're again, their relationship is just believable that they've been together a really long time they like just feel like they have this rhythm even though they're mad at each other they still like have it's just established right you can definitely tell that they want the best outcome maybe even selfishly like okay Derek wants everything to work out because he wants to be happy and selfishly he thinks that he deserves to be happy no matter what happens right mm-hmm. and then addison is just like look i i want my husband i've done all of this i've shown you that i want to be here but also i'm a proud person so like just know that you know, i'm willing to put in the work but also Only like don't fuck up you again. are yeah it's not right. it's not one-sided amount like both people are gonna have to work yeah she put in the work to the point where he, she's like, okay, this is the ultimatum. I'll make it work, but you have to want it. And right. now That's that you've said you like, want it, it's 50-50. Yes, it's like, okay, she's done the terrible thing. She slept with someone else. And he's like, you have to do X, Y, and Z to get my forgiveness. Well, if she does X, Y, and Z, but you're still not forgiving her, how fair is that? Exactly. Like, don't exactly. say I can forgive you if you can't. Like, if you can't, you can't, whatever. But don't say you can if you're not actually going to try. Um, so then Burke and Christina are still having their disagreement about telling the chief. Burke still really wants to. Christina's still super against it. Um, Christina's kind of freaking out about it. Burke's getting pissed off. So, you know, maturity. Adulthood. And he says fine three times in that scene. Yeah. I said I'm fine. I know. Your actions say otherwise. Yes. Your attitude, your tone, everything about it except the word says otherwise. I'm fine. Um, They're just so great together. I love them so much. Um, Alex asks Nicole, just is finally like, why don't you want to get this surgery? And then she's like, why don't you kiss Izzy? And then just gives him shit about that. She's very intuitive. Yeah, and then this is where I had the note of like good where they're good at making Alex a jerk but also likable at the same time. Um so yes. Um They're at the pregnant man surgery. No, no, no. Just kidding. They're at the heart lady surgery. Yeah, they are. Um Izzy and Christina are sitting there watching. Derek shows up and they're just like glaring at Derek from the doorway so he doesn't come all the way in. <laughs> and then she just catches on fire. <laughs> spontaneous Just human heart combustion bursts into flame the crazy um, thing about that episode i want to point out two things because i had to rewatch this just to make sure number one did you notice that izzy and christina were on their feet glued to that glass and meredith is just still sitting there like completely yes, zombified zombie mode <laughs> yes uh great writing great acting to stick to that character yeah. at that point thing number one uh thing number two george is the only one trying to save that entire room he yeah, goes George's, and he, te- he it's works crazy. well under pressure. Like that yes, is like, he does. it's, he's like, that's what's weird about George. It's like, as a person, he's such an idiot, but like, he's a really good doctor. And you're like, why are you so dumb? <laughs> he, he can't talk to people. Um, but he does really good under pressure. Like 
Burke's telling everyone to get out of the room if they're not essential. He's trying to tell George all the things to do. And George is like one step ahead. He's getting everything done. Like, you know, uh, surgical rooms are typically like on pure oxygen. So obviously that's a very dangerous situation. Um, so they have to like turn all that off and manually ventilate and, um, just make sure that the whole room doesn't explode all the way and it doesn't. So good news. They never explain why the heart caught on fire though. Did they? No, I don't think they did. Because that seems like an important thing to talk about. Yeah. I truly don't know like what happened. Um, and it doesn't really seem like anybody does. Um, and so, so the next scene, they're on the stairs and Meredith's like six times. just like, she was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. But she was on fire. And then George walks up and goes, that per that she, she was, on, was fire. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, at, a good it's at moments like moment. that. It's at moments like that, that I think, okay, maybe George and Meredith could do fine together because they're in sync. A lot of times they find the same things funny. Yeah. They have the same exact verbiages to describe certain things without even she knowing. She was on right? fire. <laughs> she was on fire. Uh, that's I don't know. It was I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what will happen to them? Maybe George will finally get with Meredith, and then he'll realize, oh no, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um. So then, Burke, Christina tries to be like, "Hey, are you okay? That was crazy." And he's like, "I'm not going to speak to you because I'm an infant." And he just calls George to go talk to the husband. She's like, come on, let's go. And then Christina confronts Bailey because she thinks that that's who's paging her. And she's like, well, you're wasting my talents. Like, I'm a good surgeon, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She gives her a good speech. Um, unjustified, but good speech. <laughs> um, Bailey's well, like, look what are Bailey's you talking face. about? <laughs> yeah. But, uh? And then she figures out it's not her. And then Bailey just goes, pissing off the nurses. Stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Love her so much. Well, that nurse is just sitting there. She's like, you know, a little a little respect would have gone a long way. Yeah, could have yeah, saved Bailey's. you from a bad day there, buddy. Yeah. Uh and and Bailey's just like, man, she's so funny. I love her. And she doesn't even try. No, I know. It's very yes. Comes easy for her. Um, okay, so Addison is talking to the chief and, and she's like, I don't know if I can move here. Like, I don't know. He wants to be with me. And she goes, okay, well don't move here for him. Like move here for this hospital. Like I know you have your own practice, but you can do so much work here. You're such a good surgeon. You're such a talented doctor. Like I, like I'll give you so much money for like whatever you need to do. Um, just like come to work, come to work here for the work, which is a nice moment. Well, yeah, he said, uh, I think with the amount of money that he was, he'd be willing to promote about her and this hospital that he, you could make it one of the, it'd be the premier neonatal neonatal hospital west of Manhattan. Yeah. And I'm like, that's basically the rest of the country. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty big time. Yeah. So it's nice to reiterate that she's a really good doctor because- we haven't gotten to see her doctoring a whole, whole much because there's been a lot of back and forth with her and, and Derek and the marriage. And that's been the focal point. We've only seen her get to have a couple of cases. So it's nice to to hear the, oh, you're a good doctor thing. So um, it'll be nice to see it maybe ever one day, too. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I don't either. <laughs> you um, know what scares me? What? 
if I go and just search this person on IMDb, I'm going to see how many episodes yeah, this person was in. So I can't even do that. I can't even go on IMDb. You really can't. Um, and then, okay. Derek sees Meredith. This is a great moment. I love oh, this so, so much. Oh, so good. This is quite possibly one of my favorites in the episode as far as like dramatic beats. Because we get a lot of good comedy beats in this one, but this is probably my favorite dramatic beat. Um, Derek sees Meredith. She doesn't see him. He like makes a move to talk to her and Bailey just steps out and is like, no, like you can't, she's not okay. You can't do anything to make her okay. She is a human train wreck and everyone is slowing down to look. And I just, and like she says it, she's not being mean. It's just like a very honest, sincere moment of like, she understands both sides because she does like, she doesn't, she doesn't think that Derek is doing anything like innately bad. Like he's not trying to hurt her more, but she also knows he will. So she's just trying to stop both of them from doing something that will help nobody. And it's just such a great moment. And he doesn't fight. Cause I think he, you know, he hears her out. He knows that she's right. And it's just like such a very, she's not yelling. She's just being calm and she's just trying to explain it to him so that he can understand it from the other side. And it's just such a good moment. Yeah. You go from Bailey having this no words elevator scene with Mm -hmm. Derek to this scene here where she is literally playing Meredith's hero and she's not saying any words to Meredith now, but she is having this conversation with Derek. It's a good contrast between these two points. And I think both of them show again to your point, I think from last week is you've done a good job at, we haven't seen who Bailey is as a person because she separates, she compartmentalizes a lot of her feelings. Yeah. But this was a rare glimpse of how both her personal feelings and her professional feelings for Meredith were able to come together and say, Derek, just like, just don't, just don't. And it also goes to show that, cause we, she said it before and she'll say it again. Like I'm Dr. Bailey. I know everything. And it's true. Like she's literally like sees everything. She knows both sides of this story. She knows where both people are emotionally right now. And um, I just love the line at the end when she, she's like, you can't help her now. And then she's like, go. And then he just stares at her and she's like, go. <laughs> so it's just such a good moment and I love it. Um, and then we move on to Alex and Nicole again. And she's like, I do want this surgery, but like I spent my whole life this way. And I don't know if I can like how to transition into the type of life that I would get after this surgery. And, um, then she's like, I've never even been kissed. And she's like, can you just kiss me? Like, she just kind of wants to get like her first kiss out of the way. I think to be like, Oh, you know, I've had my first kiss. So now the next one isn't going to be as big a deal. Cause for some reason, probably more with girls, um, you just put like a lot of weight on your first kiss and it is fucking dumb. It means nothing. (laughs) It's so dumb. It does. It does not matter. Your first kiss is probably going to be bad and you're probably going to wish it wasn't your first kiss. So just, it's fine. Don't put pressure on it, (laughs) please. And he gives her a really good speech. Kiss a celebrity. (laughs) He also gives her a really good speech. Um, They, you know, they kind of play it for like a split second. Like he's going to give her a kiss. And then he's like, this is what you want a kiss to be like. And you want it to mean something. You can't cheat your way out of your first kiss. Like, 
which is, it's a nice speech, but I'm just like, it's, it's not that important. Like it just, like it just, it's, it's too much pressure on like a teenager. I don't know that I see. I felt the opposite. I think that it wasn't your first kiss. It was a metaphor for more for your, your first kiss just with this, with, with the person. Yes. I agree from that standpoint. Um, it is like your first kiss with a new person is a big deal, but I just don't think your first kiss in general is like as important as, you know, it seems it sometimes is made out to be. Yeah. But in, in this particular circumstance, Alex obviously was talking about, oh, he was yeah, not in the mental state to give the kiss to Izzy and what he would have felt would have been up to the emotional what he, standard. Yeah, that what he he's wanted to, in his head. Exactly. So I thought that was sweet because at that point I was like, okay, he's going to kiss Izzy at some point. This this clearly is a lot of pent up emotions and he's starting to come out of his funk. But it was a very emotional scene. It was very cute for Nicole, right? Yes. Uh, and it's funny because he, he looked around and he's like, uh, do I do I do this? Yeah. You could tell that he was a little bit conflicted there. Um, but yeah, I do think his description is, you know, very obviously he's trying to talk about wanting to kiss Izzy, which is nice to kind of like give us a little more insight about where his head is at with that. Um, so that's a nice moment. Um, okay. Burke and George talking to the husband. <laughs> it's so good. And then, oh. so they're like, yeah, she caught on fire and um, he just a little bit goes crazy. And starts laughing and Burke. My one of my favorite things about the scene is like they keep showing Burke trying not to laugh, like he's trying to keep it together. Um, but this man is just like at the end of his light, like he's at his wits end with this situation and this woman, and he's like, So she's now had five open heart surgeries. She caught on fire and she's fine. She's just never going to die. Goodbye. <laughs> It makes you wonder what she was like before marriage because that just doesn't people just don't put up with people like that. Yeah. It does like beg the question of when did you become this person to both of them? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But his, yeah, his reaction is just so, cause he's just dying laughing. Yeah. (laughs) And in my head, I didn't actually know he was going to, I didn't know he was going to leave. So in my head initially, I'm like, oh man, like this guy's in shock. This guy's like, it's just pure adrenaline pumping through his veins, right? Like his wife just caught on fire. Oh, nope. He's leaving her. Okay, cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Um, yeah. He says, tell her whatever you want. <laughs> or no, tell her <laughs> she'll survive without me. Um, uh. So then Meredith goes to the um, Mr. Herman that's the pregnant man, his room and everyone's in there and they're stressed out. And she just screams at everyone to get out. And she's like, if you want to shit talk me and whisper behind my back, I don't care, but this man is a patient and you need to leave him alone. And then she gets out and sees Derek. She's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> nice. Which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to Burke and George and they're just sitting there dumbfounded and it's very funny. And then Burke just starts laughing 
And then George starts laughing and then Burke's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like you did a great job in the surgery today. Like you were really on top of it. You worked really well under pressure. You were really listening to my um, instructions and like doing them and not freaking out. And I, I just think you like, I just want to say you did a good job. And then George fucks it up. Um, of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Um, he's like, you know, just wanted to apologize for talking to you about this thing. You clearly don't want me to talk to you about. So I'm going to bring it up again now. And, um, cause he's an idiot. And so then Burke gets up to leaves and George is embarrassed. And he, Burke just goes, you're still my guy, O'Malley. Which is so, so nice. It's so I sweet think, of Burke. I think Burke just recognizes the skill that is there and, and he, you know, wants to, work with him he just also comes with that personality of just an idiot yeah so so good um then meredith takes shane up for the surgery and he's like don't let them take this thing on me and pass it around and take pictures with it like just take it and get rid of it please and um then Burke and Christina have another argument about telling the chief and Burke walks away. Did you think when he walked away, he was going to tell the chief? Yeah. I, uh, in my head, I think Burke knows that he has a lot to lose, mm-hmm. but also, and I'm, and I'm glad that the chief said this because in my head, I'm thinking this, the scenarios are so different. I think that if he doesn't disclose it and then it comes out, it's a, it's a bad view. Yeah. But because he's, he's not married, it's yeah. not a situation like Derek and Addison at all. But especially when you come off of that Derek and um, Meredith Addison situation, you want to do this because it just brings up a more stark contrast of how it's not the same. Yes. So yes. I think, I wonder, you know, if the other thing hadn't been going on, if this exact same decision would have been made or if it would have maybe come a little bit later down the road. But I think because this other thing was just happening, they were like, we need to act now so that we don't get caught up in this and look the same and get the same assumptions made about us and then bo- hurt both of our careers. The thing that, yes, and I, and I completely agree. The thing that I thought should have been added in there within that conversation point is, excuse me, just a couple of episodes ago when Weber was going through his surgery and Burke was the chief of surgery interim, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, can't have anyone else, no one in your life, right? Yeah. Like, you and me, same cloth. And then now he's kind of just taking this about face of like, hey, you know, totally makes sense. Got to do yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, that. but when he was saying that, it was before we knew that he was married. Um, And it's also interesting because he does say, like, I know that you – take your career and this hospital seriously. And that I know that that's why you're telling me. And I think it also, because it's again, another surgeon who also takes it seriously. It's another thing that's like, I don't know. They're just so weird about the chief job. And I just, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a chief of surgery. I don't know the realities of that job, but I don't think it, the way it is portrayed in this show is it's terribly accurate to the way that it is in real life. What you meant to say is you're not a chief of surgery yet. <laughs> right. Who knows what the future will bring? 2022 is the year I'm going to get there. <laughs> You'll, all, all it takes is going back to med school, and then in 10 years, when we finally get to season 18 of this episode, <laughs> of this podcast, you'll be able to tell me what it's like to be a chief of surgery. And by that time, they'll be on a season 30. 
And then we'll just have, then I'll have to go back to we'll med school. We'll just die. We'll just die before <laughs> this show ends. Can you imagine Ellen Pompeo outlives both of us? Good for her. Um, and then, okay. Bad for us. <laughs> yeah. Nicole tells her parents that she wants to have the surgery. She stands up for herself. It's a nice moment. She's like, I want it. I want to be a grown up. I want to be my own person. I love you. You're great. I, I'm going to do this. Um, and it's just nice to see that. And Derek kind of, I think, knows that Alex had something to do with that. And it's nice. Um, then they're back in the sur- or surgery. They're back in the therapy. And Addison is like, I'm going to move. And Derek is like, I'm done with Meredith, which I think at this point, I think I'm we're supposed to believe that that is because of what Bailey said to him. And also everyone else just glaring at him the whole episode. <laughs> but him maybe it's, finally seeing that him talking to Meredith is actually hurting her. So it's not good for anybody. Yeah. But I, it'll be interesting, though, because there's... Derek is choosing to not talk to Meredith, I think, for very virtuous reasons. Because he sees now that he can't help her and it's just hurting her. Yeah, it's not about Addison. <laughs> no, no. Addison is also choosing to move to Seattle for selfish reasons, not about Derek at all. So well, I don't think it's, it's funny. not about him at all. I do think he is more of a factor in hers than she is in his. But I do yes, think. Yes, but do you think that thing- she doesn't come if Weber doesn't say, I'm going to promote the hell out of you and you're going to be a star? Um, I think there's a chance because I think she still would have had a job there. I just don't think he had pitched it to the level that we now understand that she is going to be there permanently. Basically. I think that was really more of like a thing for us as an audience to understand that like, she's also going to work here and it's going to be super awkward for everybody. (laughs) Hello. This is great. And then they have the awkward thing where like, she wants to hold his hand and he doesn't. And then she takes her hand back and then he puts his hand out and it's very awkward. And I hated it. Yeah, it was uncomfortable, but also (laughs) you can't, like, why didn't the therapist comment on that? Like, hey. You can, like, I feel like it's a good moment because I think it's a moment, not necessarily that that has happened to everyone, but everyone has had something like that happen. Like, not necessarily trying to hold someone's hand and they're not holding it, but, like, reaching out in some way and it being shot down. But what I like is that it's not one-sided. They do both go back with it, back and forth with it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I didn't see it that way. Um, and then they're all at Joe's. Alex marches on up to Izzy, and she's like, "What?" And then he just leans her back and smooches her real good. And uh, it's it's a good kiss. It's a good on-screen kiss. You know, there are some shitty on-screen kisses. Um, it's crazy some, because some in the deleted scenes, they they literally have sex on the floor right you there in front of everyone. You have never seen anything. You don't know anything about ever anything in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Is how I feel about you. When I don't you know speak. anything about ever, ever things, ever for whatever things, ev- anything. Especially. Uh, it was a good kiss. It was a good on-screen kiss. I'm glad that it finally, was. it made they me want to watch chemistry. the next episode. Yeah, they have great chemistry. Um. It's just nice. And then he says good night and leaves. I know. I'm like, okay, badass. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good episode for Alex. Nice little redemption. Kind of. So it'll be nice to see 
what happens with them in the next one. So why don't you go ahead and give an Alex and Izzy prediction for the next episode or two. The next episode or two, you will see them waking up at Alex's house. Uh, Old, so you think they're boning immediately. Oh, yeah. There's a okay. lot of built-up tension. They're going to bone immediately for sure. So within the next two episodes, mark my words, they will bone. Um, if not, they will at least uh, give you some inclination of oral sex. Um I'm going to assume that it's going to be Alex going down on Izzy is what I'm going to guess. So um, what about their relationship? Oh, the relationship's <laughs> going to be great. Uh, they're no, I honestly, I think it's going to be very, it's going to be very uh, feisty. I think because Izzy has really come into her own, especially because now twice in this show, she has told him off in a big way. Yeah. Once in the locker room, once in front of that patient with a wheelchair. Yes. Uh, and Alex has just done nothing but fuck things up and then, like, try to backpedal. And he finally yeah. does a, a good thing. Yes. So I think the relationship may hit a bumpy spot when he, if and when he finally tells her about retaking this test. Other than that, I think everything is going to be good for them. Yeah. Uh, that's my only prediction relationship-wise for them. Okay. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Are there any other predictions you want to make now that we have the Derek Addison establishment and the Burke and Christina establishment? Uh, my my true prediction for the Derek Addison Meredith thing is Derek and Meredith are going to talk next episode, but Addison's going to catch them. And I think that's going to be a setback to whatever progress they were making in their okay. couples counseling. And the Christina and Burke thing, no, I don't have I don't have a prediction. I think the next couple of episodes are not going to focus on their relationship. It's going to focus more on Izzy and Alex and then the the love triangle thing. Yeah. Um, except I, I do think that to your point, and you, you spoiled it a little bit, is <laughs> Burke and uh, O'Malley's relationship will grow and then i'm curious if shepherd and uh alex's relationship is going to grow because this seemed like a good episode for them together yeah i was going to ask you if you could like choose any intern and any resident or attending to like mentor them who would you pair to like who would you want to see work together <sighs> that's tough because i don't feel like i know everyone's personality super in-depth right now and i feel mm -hmm. like the like no one really lines up with izzy in my opinion except yeah, potentially addison yeah because we had the episode the train episode where she says like you know if you're not gonna hate me i could teach you so just decide what you're gonna decide and i don't think personality wise they line up but i do understand like the um presentation of oh izzy would be good with like laboring moms and like babies and like she has a, she's really good with people um so i understand the presentation of like oh you would be great with this because this is like something where you're like very involved with the patients and like you're there a lot so i understand that presentation yeah and but the other yeah thing i would agree that i don't think anyone really lines up with her like no one has that same kind of personality that she has no no because it's very sporadic uh but also i really don't think that so like okay burke o'malley got it don't really understand it but they're setting that yeah. up 
the Alex Shepard thing. Okay, maybe I could see that. I really see Bailey as a huge mentor to Christina, even from those yeah. first couple of episodes with the the donor uh, patient, uh, the brain dead donor patient, and then. If Izzy aligns up with Addison, Meredith is kind of this odd person out where we don't see an exact mentor relationship with any one person on the show yet. Yeah. And either that character becomes a focal point later on or she just is looped in somewhere else. I don't know. But she doesn't have a clear cut mentor mentee relationship that I can determine right now. Okay. I have a follow up question. Okay. In a previous episode, Alex says that he didn't punch George because he's going to ride a career in plastics all the way to the bank. Basically saying he's going to specialize. He wants to be a plastic surgeon. So the way that they present surgery, again, not a doctor, not a med student, never done this. Don't know if it's true. The way they present it in this series is that you do your internship. Then you move on to your residency. Then you pick um, what you want to, like your specialty. So there's cardio, there's general surgery, there's neurosurgery, there's um neonatal surgery um plastics you know there's a bunch i'm sure i'm leaving like a billion out orthopedics everything so if you could predict what everyone is going to pick what would you predict oh gosh i don't even think i could start uh because i don't think that alex is going to end up in plastic surgery okay because he said he was (laughs) Because he said he was, yeah. So you're automatically disqualifying yourself from that. Yeah. I just don't think, other than the Addison conversation potentially leading Izzy down that road, I don't think anyone has really shown enough expertise anywhere. I guess maybe you could have alluded George doing so well with the cardio, with the, not the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, cardio. Because Burke is, Burke is head of cardio. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that that maybe is something that he has a huge confidence boost and is like, I'm good at this. I'm going to stick with this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you've really seen enough of each of them succeeding in one area and having it f- create formative thoughts in their brains yet of which route they mm-hmm. want to go. I'm sure they all have ideas of where they want to go in their creative minds at this point with their character development in their heads, right. but uh, or even the writers. But I haven't I haven't gotten any senses of that yet, honestly. That's good. I'm gonna we're gonna revisit this periodically and see see when when it comes back up and and when you feel that like, oh, this person's for sure like, oh, they loved this surgery, so they're for sure go this way. And I don't remember when at what point. Like I know some of them say it way earlier and some of them wait a long time to make the decision. So I don't really remember when everybody decides though. So um we'll I'll be interested to see your predictions on on what they are going to end up doing with their careers. So yeah. Yeah. That'll be good fun. question though. Thanks. Good answer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, let's rate We're this. Good episode. At this. We're so good at this. <laughs> Thanks for listening guys. We're so good. I, would, li- I would listen to, we're so good. Um, sorry. Okay. I'm going to um, listen to this later. <laughs> let's rate the episode of Grey's anatomy and then rate the episode of this podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, you can go this first. episode and the podcast, I'm giving this a five-star review of the podcast. Uh, the episode, I'm just giving uh, a four out of five. I'm giving this one a fellow. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm going to do a three and a half. So um, a resident and a half. 
a resident who's halfway to their fellowship, I guess. Um, I liked it. It's a good episode. It's, you know, hard to follow up last episode. You know, so much happened. Such a good episode. I also like, I just, I don't care about a lot of these stories. Like when I realized what episode it was, I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. It doesn't like do much for me. Um, you know, I love Addison, so I'm always thrilled to get a decent amount of Addison, but I love her as a doctor. So I'm glad that it's now established. She's going to be there as a doctor. Um, so I'm excited to see more of her character. I don't really give a shit about anyone's relationship to Derek because he is annoying to me. (laughs) So it's hard for me to care. Um, I find George terribly annoying. The heart lady was annoying for me to watch the pregnant man. I'm like, I feel bad for him, but I'm just like not super compelled by it, but I'm like, okay, it's, it's an episode of grace. It's a good episode. It's fine. It's not bad. There are episodes for sure that are bad that we'll get to when we get to them, but it's fine. It's just like an episode of Grey's anatomy, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't feel like, you know, there are characters that you can identify with. Mm-hmm. and uh, patients that you can sometimes feel identified with. Like, I, I was talking to Jessica with, about this last night. Uh, we're re-watching New Amsterdam. Do you watch that show? I don't. So it's a really, really good show. Definitely recommend it. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... So, like, I know we haven't gotten into a, t- a ton of episodes where, like, kids die, right? Right. But, man, every time I see a, a, a patient who's a kid or a girl, I'm like, man... Let me see what's going on with that dad. Like, tell me about <laughs> this dad, right? Yeah. And we haven't really gotten that yet. And it's, there's not really anything that I've seen where I've related to a lot of the patients. So, yeah, that's what, it gave me a four. But it, it, I'm excited to see more of Addison. She's really grown on me. Uh, I don't consider her a villain anymore. I consider her more of a hero, like Spider-Man. Ugh, uh, don't even get me started on Spider-Man. <laughs> Six um, hours later. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is the the Marvel episode of the Grey's Academy <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, I will say I did fun. like I like the Alex and his patients storyline. That's probably like the most enjoyable part of this episode for me. Um, you know, I like when Alex gets to attempt to redeem himself, and again, just great writing and great acting um, on his part um, and for his character. So it's good. I'm sorry. I like don't feel like I realized how much I didn't care for Derek until we started this podcast. <laughs> the more really? I talk about him, I'm like, this man is annoying. I just don't like he's attractive for sure. And he's a good doctor. I will never say I will say they always present Derek as a great doctor. Like he's always great with patients. He cares a lot about them. He does like put a lot of um, like time into his patients. And I appreciate that. But like watching him in relationships really pisses me off because I just think he just does nothing but expects everything. And it's just very annoying to me. <laughs> I get a different vibe, but maybe we'll need to do as, as a bonus episode. Once, once we get farther down, like after uh, one of the season two or three or four finales, we'll have to just talk and do a bonus episode just about characters. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like that will be enough time to really decide, okay, who's going to be my favorite character? Who's my least favorite character? Cause yeah. right now as it stands, uh, Izzy and Derek are my favorite characters. Uh, Burke has come a long way. Christina has always been a kind of a, 
uh, a sleeper agent for me. And yeah. then uh, Alex has really grown to be one of my favorite characters. But, like, George sucks yeah. in yeah. everything that he does. Uh, <laughs> Bailey, obviously, is awesome. But Yeah, we love Bailey. Obviously, I love Christina. But, yeah, it's it's great. Like, I will say this show, everyone has arcs. No one is stagnant, I don't think. Everyone has arcs, story arcs, character arcs, which is what makes a show great. A show isn't going to be on for 18 years if the characters are the same in season one and season 18. They're just not. So, you know, it. the show has good writers. Um, it has good actors. But, yeah, I, and it's very possible that I'm also letting future things cloud my opinion. But I just feel like I never talked about it because everyone's just like, well, not everyone, a lot of people are just like, oh, Derek and Meredith, oh, true love, oh, what a great relationship, oh, Derek and Addison, oh, man, he's so pretty, oh, he's such a good husband. I'm like, I just don't have the time. <laughs> but now I we do because <laughs> the audience craves our time. Um. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, apparently I hate Derek. I don't hate him, but I don't like him. <laughs> um. So, yeah, obviously Christina's my favorite, probably followed very closely by Bailey. Um. So it's just interesting to rewatch it because I just haven't in a long time. And when I do start rewatches, a lot of times they're way later in the series because it's just such a long series. And I know like, you know, at a certain point, oh, this changes. So I'm less annoyed. So I'll watch past this point because I know that because X, Y, and Z has already happened. I don't have to be annoyed with that anymore. So I think going back and watching from the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is why I don't do this (laughs) because you guys are annoying me. So yeah. It's, it's also even like, like once going, you see, go ahead. I was going to say, it's even like going back and rewatching Scrubs. Like yeah. JD sucks in the earlier <laughs> episodes and he's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Elliot sucks and <laughs> they end up together, right? You know, spoiler alert. Um, yeah. But, and even Dr. Cox, he goes through a crazy arc and he just starts out as this dick, like just yeah. absolute monster. And he ends up being this guy with a heart of gold. So it's just... Yeah, I think I, yeah. You, you can't have rewatching it without. after you know like how people end up being if they end up being likable or more tolerable or whatever it is. So then going back and watching from the beginning, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe we got to where we are now, and I can't believe that I sat through this. <laughs> can you? But again, it's you... not bad. Like it's good TV. Like these characters are good. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure I didn't. I mean, I always I I know I was always annoyed with George. I don't think I always like. I don't think I immediately had this much distaste for Derek. So I have to ask, and, and you don't have to tell me if you don't want, but this is my question, and I want to end with this before we, we wrap up this episode. Okay, I'm going to stone does George spoil. Does George ever have a glow up? Because he's just a goofy fucking scrub dude. Um, I think so. I mean, personally, I think yes. Okay. Okay, that's all I need to know, because that, that doesn't tell me how long he's on the show. He yeah. could be someone who dies in a car crash. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I just need to know that he finally learns how to figure out how to do his hair or something. Yeah. Maybe he grows a beard. I don't know. Or just, like, grows some fucking confidence. That's the thing. It's, like, even attitude can change the way you carry yourself. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I don't think – I honestly don't find Alex that attractive. Yeah. And he has a lot of confidence, and he has make me he has made me like him more and become more attractive to me as as a fellow – heterosexual sexual man but it's the confidence i find him very attractive both personality wise and in real life i don't get it but that's fine um that's your business i don't really get katherine heigl so it's fine Uh, um i I love her so but i will say justin chambers 
has aged like over the course of the past however many years it's been. He 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 ages well. It's like a fine wine. Well, so, so does uh the girl who plays Addison. I think she's also oh my God, still Kate very Walsh attractive. Is stunning. I love her so much. Yes, she is. She she is I like think, in my head like a classic, like classic beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. This is also another conversation that could take an entire episode, I think. Yes, it's true. Um, okay, so we'll go ahead and stop talking about everyone's attractiveness. But, you know, it's Grey's Anatomy, so they pretty much only hire attractive people to be on this show. Well, um, but also we only have attractive hosts on the Grey's Academy podcast. Right, obviously. Um, so thank you so much, you guys, for listening, taking the time to leave us a rating or a review. Always feel free to reach out to us to tell us about all the things we've gotten wrong or right or all the other things you think we should do. You can find us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod. You can email us at Gray's Academy Pod at gmail.com. And please, please, please share us with your friends. Um, Gray's Anatomy, as currently in the 18th season, is on its winter break and will not be back till the end of February. So what a great time for you to rewatch this with us. And, and and binge all of these episodes and tell all of your friends to get their grays fixed from this podcast. So, um, again, thank you for your support from all over the globe. It's just co- so cool to see where everyone's listening from, and we really appreciate it. And until next time. Yeah, and just remember, everyone, uh, no freaking spoilies.